Hello, 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 welcome, hello, welcome everybody. I'm Dan, your friendly fishmonger at dancefish.com. Glad to have you here with me. We do this every Wednesday, 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Let's check the stream health. It says excellent. You can't ask for much better than that. Good to have you here. Um, I have a massive import report to give you. Thankfully, everything came in. Almost everything looks fantastic. So, uh... I'm going to tell you all about that pretty quick here. Uh, before I do that, though, I want to talk about two things. One is the shipment report and the outbound shipment report. And the other is um, something. Oh, the giveaway. <laughs> yeah, that little thing. So I'm going to start with the shipment report. Um, V-neck. Okay, so there's a reason for this. Here, can you hand me that black shirt? <clears throat> Let me show you something I discovered. Um, I'm not trying to be like um, super sexy, although I am. I can't, I can't help it, you know. But here's why. Okay, look at my shiny head when I'm wearing a dark color, right? Now look at this. See? So we discovered this the other day that if I'm wearing a white shirt, that my bald head doesn't shine so much. See that? Look how bright that is. And when I do this, it corrects. And so I can keep the lights on bright in the tank behind me. Um, and it corrects for that too. So I started wearing white shirts. And unfortunately, I don't have a lot of white shirts. So you're all stuck with, you know, with that, that 1970s look going on, I guess. Um, but yeah, that's why. Um, <laughs> um, so let me start with the shipment report. All good, as far as I know, and correct me if you're if I'm wrong, if you're like, no, Dan, um, something happened and I told you, but as far as I remember, 100% again, I don't think we had any issues, so that's fantastic. I will be shipping out again, it's been super busy, so I'll be shipping out again tomorrow, um, another round for Arrival Friday, and hopefully those do well too, uh, but we'll see, yeah. Um, Hello, random arms. Oh, yes, I know. I'm not even random arms. I'm, oh, was that your random arms? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, this is this is Mr. Random Arms. Sorry. That's <laughs> <laughs> my partner in crime. That's Jonathan coding away. Um, should we tell him what we're working on yet? No, nah, we'll wait till it's wait, done. We'll wait. we'll wait. OK, yeah, we're we're almost done. We're very close to some cool functionality on get gills that I think will really help. Um, all you sellers out there on get gills to get more business. So I'll tell you about that uh, next week, probably. But that's random arms. That's Jonathan, the guy who um, actually built get gills as in created the code and put it all together. So, yep. So again, a hundred percent, as far as I know, everyone arrived alive and in good shape. It was sent out. So wonderful news. Next thing we'll get to the giveaway because I've got a lot to talk about as far as the import. So the giveaway is for um, some stir-by Corys. I plan on sending you about six. It depends on their size. If I can fit six in a small box, I'll send you six. If I can only do three, because they have put a little size on, and I, I need to see if they'll fit comfortably in a smaller bag or if I need to put them in a, a large bag at this point. Um, so three to six stir-by Corys. To enter that... The hashtag is hashtag whiskers, W-H-I-S-K-E-R-S. That's okay, right, Candy? 
<laughs> I should have let Candy come up with the hashtags. But I think whiskers is short and easy. So hashtag whiskers. So if you enter that into the chat, then you will be automatically entered to um, win the Corey Sturby when we do the giveaway in a bit. And for some reason, I just closed Nightbot. I didn't mean to do that. Hang on. Let me reopen it. <laughs> Hang on, guys. I screwed up. I accidentally closed Nightbot. So I'm going to do it again. There we go. So hashtag whiskers. And I think if you did it before just now, you'll probably have to do it again. I'm sorry. But when I closed Nightbot, I'm not sure if it continued collecting entries. I'm pretty sure it stopped. So um, I'm sorry about that, guys. I just clicked the wrong button. So if you entered before I re-entered uh, just then... Um, Enter hashtag whiskers again, just, just to be safe, all right? So, okay, let's get to the order. So, it was a long weekend. I got to visit Priscilla MK Art at the store she manages, Exotic Aquatics down in Denver. I'll have a video of that coming out. I got to visit um, Mikey Trevor, our friend Mile High Plecos, and see all his amazing Plecostomus. And um, I didn't take a video there just because it was kind of a short visit. And um, I never get to see Mike ever, so wanted to kind of catch up and in, in talk fish and in business and stuff. So um, I don't have a video of Mike's. So I'm sorry. But um, I have a video of Priscilla's store, which is pretty cool. So went down. Um, it was one of those... Uh, drive all night kind of things, pick the fish up late Saturday night. There were no delays or anything. Everything was on time, which is amazing, especially during these COVID times. So the fish weren't in transit too long. Uh, picked them up about 11 p.m. Saturday night, uh, hopped in the van, drove straight home and put them right in the tank. So it was a long weekend. Um, due to that lack of sleep and kind of overdoing it, I've got a little bit of a cold, so I apologize in advance if there's a little bit of coughing now and then. Um, it's not COVID. It's just an I overdid it kind of little cold, and it's almost better. It's almost gone. So let me tell you what came in. Here is the list. So here's what we got in. So I'm just going to show you this real quick. And then I'll page down. And then let me move this and I'll go over these with you. I'll show you, show you the stuff that came in. Okay. So the first thing is these, these are uh, Rio Nene angelfish from Peru. Um, at least originated in Peru. They've been bred. Uh, the, they were bred by a, a breeder, so they're not wild Peruvian fish, but they originated in Rio Nene in Peru. Then these are the Amapa redbacks, another cool angelfish. I like them. They've kind of got that nice orange back, kind of like a, kind of like some of the koi angelfish we see, but a nice wild type angelfish. So I'm excited about those. I'm going to shut these as I go, so I take up less bandwidth. Then we got some rainbow shiners. Been trying to get these forever. Could never find them. Um, <laughs> Chaos Aquatics says he can do a nasal swab for me if I need it. All right. Hang on real quick. I got to take Bob up on that. Okay, Bob. Did you get it? 
Man, Bob, you're good. I didn't even feel it. Um, <laughs> okay, Rainbow Shiners. I've been trying to get them for a long time. Could never find them at a decent price point. Finally did. So I got some, and they're doing great. Betta Imbellus, unfortunately, I think I got all females again. So I don't know. I'm going to wait till they color up a bit more, but these are big enough. These aren't little. These are big enough that they should be adulty enough that I could easily tell. And to me, it looks like I have all females. And don't get me wrong, female Betta Imbellus are pretty cool. There's some females. There's one in, in her breeding condition right there. But uh, I was hoping to get, you know, males and females so I could sell you pairs. But it looks like I just got females. Got some Betta Cochina, uh, one of my favorite of the mini type Bettas. Had them, has it been a year now? Um, can't remember. A long time ago. Got some in again. And today they finally colored up. So today we got to see them. Nice burgundy with the green coming through, kind of this green iridescence on the sides coming through. So, um, again, they're doing fantastic. So nice little beautiful wild type betta. Betta forshi, this is one I've never had before. Oh, what's that sound drilling in my ear? Would you go have them turn off the water? I think that's the sound. Is that, we have water running. Could that be it? Is it like a high-pitched sound, Joel? Um, we can go shut it off, but I, I think that what you're probably hearing, I hoped it wouldn't pick up. I hoped that the mic would screen it out. Um, but you're hearing the water pipe right above me, I bet. We're going to turn it off. Hopefully it'll be better. The hissing? Yeah. Yeah. We're fixing it, folks. Sorry about that. I didn't realize the mic would pick it up. Um, but Betaforshi, uh, one that I've always wanted. I've never had, never seen them live before. There, the hissing should have gone away. We just shut it off. Um, but got them now. Can't wait to see what they look like when they, when they color out. Betta Picta, uh, really easy. If you're just starting with wild type bettas, this is a really easy one to start with. These pictures are horrible. Um, looks like people like way over edited them. Like, look at that. Trying to, I, yeah, let me see if I can find it. A decent, that's, that's decent, I guess. Um, much better. Thank you. Um, Random Arms is helping us out today. Thank you, Random Arms. <laughs> so, Betta Picta, great little wild type. If it's your first time with wild type bettas, this is one I highly recommend. This and um, Betta Dimidiata, which we'll get to. Got some Lemon Tetras, and the reason I got them is they're a, a different type of Lemon Tetra I've never seen. These are from Bolivia, and they're an orange Lemon Tetra. So far, they're... Um, thought of as the same species. I don't know if this is like a natural wild subpopulation, like specific collection location that's orange, or if this is an aquarium bred strain. This is my first time hearing of it, but I got some because I'd never heard of them and I wanted to see them. So orange Bolivian lemon tetras. This is Betta dimidiata. Um, that's a pretty good picture of one. That's fairly accurate. Um, Really hardy, mouth-brooding wild-type betta. Doesn't get too big. If you're looking for one to start with, not a bad choice. Got some of them in. Is this Rudolins? Yeah, this is better Rudolins from Tyan, um, which I couldn't find. I don't think these pictures are actually location-specific, um, but, but something like this with kind of the, the green on it. They're more of a green location. But I, I couldn't find 
a picture of the exact location, but these are generic Beterut lens. Then I've never had this before. This is a new um, Asian catfish. It only gets two inches, which is why I like it. I like the bumblebee cats. I like the South Americans quite a bit. I've always shied away from the Asian catfish that were bumblebee just because they get a little bigger. But this is a new species, Pseudomystis hokuai, that uh, only gets two inches. So I'm giving them a try. Hopefully they do well. Um, they came in a little rough, so I'm not sure how well they're going to do, but we're trying our best. Hopefully they do good. Um, I also got some, let's see, I'm skipping a few. I got some um, Aeneas longfin corridoras and some Paleotis longfin corridoras and some longfin panda cories. I'm not bothering putting pictures up because I assume everybody here kind of knows what those look like. And if you don't, uh, you can Google them. Um, Corridoras similis. I like these guys a lot. Uh, Actually, this is a better, that's a decent shot. This is more accurate, I would say. This kind of Aeneas-type bronze coloring, but then it fades out to a bunch of little spots on them. Uh, so I, I think that's a pretty good picture of them. Then I finally got Weitzman. I have never had Corridor's Weitzman eye in before, but I got them. They're doing fantastic. They're pretty as a picture, and I'm really thrilled. And they're fairly expensive, but they're not as expensive as I feared. So the, the price point is going to be reasonable for Weitzman Eye. Keep saying Weitzman Eye. I, I, I mean Equus. Thank you, Arms. <laughs> Thank you, Random Arms. Corridor is Equus. I keep saying Weitzman Eye. I'm not sure why. Um, Equus is the one I got in that I've never had. And everything I just said about Weitzman Eye, I meant for Equus. Thanks. <laughs> I totally need a producer to keep me on track. <laughs> <laughs> Or just someone standing behind me with a whip, perhaps. Um, Empire Gudgeons. Um, these are frequently available, but um, the price point is often so high that I usually don't get them. Also, often when I order them, they just never show up. So luckily this time they did. I got them at a decent price point and they showed up. So that's good news. Chocolate Garamis, one of my favorites. I've always loved these. And Samurai Garamis, another of my favorites. I've always loved them, and, and both of those look fantastic. Chili Rasboras, finally. I've been ordering Chili Rasboras for months, and every time they come in, they are exclamation point Rasboras, which I love, but I already have a bunch of exclamation point Rasboras. I don't need more, so it's always frustrating every time I order them and they send me more exclamation point Rasboras. But this new supplier had them listed with a scientific name. I kind of double-checked. And um, they were sure enough this is what they were, that it was worth the risk. So we did it. And they are indeed chili rasboras. So I'm happy to finally get them again. It's been a while because they keep sending me the wrong thing. I'm very excited about these. Um, this is the Red Line Half Beak. I've never seen these before ever. But they have this neat red line on the beak and two lines down the body. Um, they're doing pretty darn good. I have a couple babies already. They've, they've dropped babies. I have to actually remember to go out and catch those out of the tank. Um, but just a new half beak that I've never seen before. I read about them. Um, Amazonas Magazine 
did a, a feature where they uh, covered a lot of the new half beaks that we're starting to find. And they covered these there, but I've never seen them in person before. They're eating well. They're eating fruit flies like crazy. Um, they're one of them, only one so far, but they're learning, ate some Hikari Viber bites. So they're starting to learn. Then another half beak species, this is the gold spot half beak. And it's called that because it really does have these bright iridescent gold spots down here under the lateral line. Um, really, I'm really enjoying these. So some neat wild type half beaks that I've just never heard of or never seen before, just seen them pictures of them. Some L201s, the snowball pleco came in looking great. I'm a newbie with plecos. Hopefully I do a good job with them and have some to uh, distribute soon. Okay, this is the yellow tail um, Congo Tetra. So it's a different genus than the Congo Tetra, um, but that's what it's called, it's common name. And they have really neat extended finnage and a nice yellow tail and a lot of iridescence on the body that these pictures aren't really gonna pick up. This shows you kind of the extended fin and the lemon tail. Oh, it is showing a little bit of the blue iridescence here, but um, it looks a lot better in person, like most iridescence does. It's just hard to pick up with cameras. And then the pièce de résistance, the golden torpedo barb. They look awesome. They look fat, they look healthy, they're eating, they're doing great. Um, only seen these in pictures before too. I've never had these in person, but uh, I, I don't think there's gonna be any issues and I'm tempted to perhaps um, throw them in the 125 behind me and keep them for myself, or at least some of them. Um, just because this tank needs something, right? It's, this tank hasn't been what I want it to be for quite a while. Um, but I think a group of those swimming around here, bright yellow and red would kind of complete the tank. Um, Cause we have cool fish in there. These really neat sword tails, red eye, red sword tails, and then the Burmese clouded archer fish and some skunk quarries and stuff and some apistos and random stuff. But um, we need something colorful, right? Kind of in this middle area. So that's, I'm thinking they might be a good fit. So, uh, I mean, I don't know for sure yet, but I'm tempted to do it. There's also some cool rainbow fish. So what I haven't talked about is the rainbow fish. So I got in, I think about 35 species of rainbow fish. These are location specific, pure line rainbow fish. These aren't the uh, farmed hybrids or anything like that. The person that I got them from um, goes out and collects regularly with the big boys, um, like Hans, jo Hans George Evers, the former editor of Amazonas Magazine and several other people that are deep into like rainbow fish and other other fish from that area. Um, so this is the real deal. Now they're not the cheapest by any means. Um, it takes a lot to get that kind of fish. Um, usually you can get the farm stuff for a reasonable price, but it's hard to get pure line collection point specific uh, rainbows. But we did and they look fantastic and they're healthy and Let's see here. I think, how, what would you say, uh, random arms? Um, in the whole import, how many rainbow fish have we lost? Less than six? Yeah, I don't want to 
would say like three. Three? Yeah. Three. Something like that. Like very few. Um, they came in looking great. Now, I'm not going to go over the list of those because Bob Steenfot did that. Uh, when was it? Tuesday or Monday? Yesterday or Monday? When did Bob stream last? On his last stream, Bob Steenfot shared that list. So if you want to see the um, wild type rainbow fish that came, um, there's an entire list of about 35 of them that's on Bob Steenfot's last live stream. So if you go watch his live stream, it's towards the end of the stream. I think the last 20 minutes or so, something like that, that he goes over the list. So, um, can, if you'd be so kind as to link that stream so folks can find it, um, I'll let you go there. Uh, the other thing is Bob's a good friend and he's trying to grow his channel right now. He's trying to find a way to kind of make it more consistent and, and really focus on it and grow it. So I figured this would be a neat way to send him some love. So he's got the list and it's worth going to look at. There's some stuff there that I can guarantee. Yeah, I can pretty much guarantee none of you have ever seen before. Um, so go check it out. It's worth it. Anyway, that's what came in. So yeah, it was a long, rough weekend, a lot of driving, a lot of lack of sleep and stuff, but it was totally worth it. I'm, I'm super happy and I couldn't be happier with the shipment. Awesome. I, really, um, this was a risk. This is a new supplier. I've never tried this person before, but I did a lot of research. I heard a lot of really good things. And he's not the cheapest supplier either, but I, it turns out he was worth it because everything. So, so hang on, I want to get random arms opinion. So random arms, you've seen previous imports and how they arrive, right? Yeah. What's your take on this one versus what you've seen before? Well, you got to be loud. I have to be loud. So it's nice when the fish come out smiling, I guess is the best sentiment you can put on it. Like they come out already looking healthy and well, um, instead of like, they're happy to finally arrive. These ones were like, uh, they've been having a party on the way over. I don't know. The difference is they look healthy at the start and already like you can see the rainbows in the tanks and they're glowing and they're doing their thing. And it's only been a couple of days. They look like they're, they moved in. So yeah. Yep. Yep. I think so too. So totally worth it. So the guy's a little more expensive. Let me get my volume back about there, I think. Um, so the guy's a little more expensive, but um, I think it's going to be worth it. So yeah, there. one thing that really impressed me is like the water was clear and nice. Obviously the work had been done to fast the fish before they were shipped um, to make sure that ammonia didn't build up. Uh, the packaging was really professional. I, I like this guy a lot. So anyway, that's, uh, that's the news. So for those that are waiting, um, it's going to be uh, two weeks, roughly one and a half weeks more. Um, let's see, they landed in the tanks on Sunday. So two weeks from Monday, pretty much is when I'll start listing things. Now, if things are, are, are not doing well, um, there's a wild type rice fish that I got in a, a brand new species that I've never seen in the United States before. Um, and it came in pretty shaky. I, I thought I was gonna lose the entire batch, but I'm happy to say that they, they did start eating. So they, they started eating. I, there's maybe hope for some of them. Um, the, uh, the Asian bumblebee catfish, the little dwarf Asian bumblebee catfish, the pseudo mystics or mystis, I guess, um, are a little shaky. 
And there's a couple of Epistos, Panduro, and uh, I believe it's Agazizii that are a little shaky. So things like that will take a little longer, but everything else looks fantastic. So I think everything else will probably be ready within uh, two weeks from Monday. So for those that are wondering, and I, there's no pre-orders, there's no reservations, nothing like that. It's first come, first served. But um, for those that were asking, I saw someone ask, when will they be available? Um, Jeff Rose is here. Jeff Rose, where are you? Jeff Rose, hey, welcome, my friend. It's so good to see you. That's awesome. Welcome. Thanks for stopping by. It's, it's great to see you. Hope you're doing well. Um, all right. So that's it for me. Brian left me a super chat of $2. Ah, lurker, lurker, no more. Daughter is asleep early. All right. So Brian was able to put down the lurker and become active. Thanks for being here. Thanks for the super chat. Always appreciated. Never required, but it does make the wife super happy. All right. So with that, oh, Hex Tank Apologist, how are the Rominos Tetras doing? Will they be listed soon? I'm happy to say that the Rominos Tetras have made a recovery. I honestly thought I was going to lose the whole batch. Um, and I was done with Rominos Tetras, to tell you the truth. But they've surprised me. They responded to the medicated foods. And um, they're gradually putting on weight. And... Random Arms and I were looking at them today, and I think, I, what did I say? About a week probably is my guess. However, I got those for someone specific and um, is kind of a present. And so they don't know that I did that. And I think they might be coming for a visit. So I'm kind of holding those so that I can make a present of those to this person when they come to visit. Um, however, if this person doesn't have room for them or whatever, then I'll list them. So the Rummy Nos um, are doing great. They've made a recovery, but I'm not sure they'll be listed for sale. So I got, an, I, I got enough that I could make a present and sell some, but unfortunately, a, a lot of the batch didn't do well. So I think I ended up with maybe about 50 of them, which is about the number I wanted to give away. Yeah, that was rough. I, I don't know if I'm going to get Romino's Tetris in again. Those in Clown Killies, I don't know why. I've had them in the past. Um, no problems. Clown Killies, I used to keep all the time. I bred, I raised, no, no worries. But here in this facility in Sheridan, Wyoming, after I moved here, I haven't been able to keep Clown Killies alive. And I haven't been able to do well with Romino's Tetras. And I'm not sure why. I don't know if it's me or my supplier or what. But I've tried from like several different suppliers. So I think it's me. Priscilla MK throwing down five bucks. Driving home. Glad to see you made it home. Yeah, it was a long night. Um, so after I saw you, Priscilla, I went and visited with Mikey. And... Um, I was going back to my Airbnb thinking that I would just go to sleep because it didn't look like they were going to arrive till the next morning, but they did. They came that night. So I picked them up and headed straight home. Um, and that was awesome because then they wouldn't be stuck over at the airport for an additional nine or 10 hours until the cargo opened again the next morning. So it worked out really well. Um, it made for a tired day for sure, but it worked out. Okay, I'm going to get to questions and comments. 
Um, done the shipping report, done the giveaway for some stir by Corey's to enter that hashtag whiskers and um, told you everything that came in except for the rainbows. If you want to see the rainbows, go to Bob Steenfont's last live stream. He talks about that there. Um, I do want to say that next week we have a, an exciting giveaway. It's a pair of beta chinoides that will be provided by HC Aqua. So Jesse, thank you so much. Um, looking forward to that. Um, that was the first wild type beta I ever spawned and raised successfully was beta chinoides. They're one of my favorites, one of the most beautiful and, um, one of the easiest to start with, I would say, especially if they're captive bred and raised by HC Aqua, they'll be in good shape. Petsotics, multiple aquariums, five bucks. Does Random Arms have a YouTube channel? Random Arms does not, but now he might, and it might be called Random Arms. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, so Random Arms, for those that don't know who we're, who we're talking about, that's my brother, Jonathan. He's the genius who actually wrote the code for Get Gills and is writing more code for it as we speak. We have a big update on there that we're working on. Um, okay. Questions and comments. Here we go. The first one I can see is Kayla's Aquatics. Please be sure to use at Dan's Fish to highlight questions or comments for Dan. Yes, please do. I'm much more likely to see it that way. So if you do that in highlights, I'll get to it. Um, Hex Tank Apologist. All right, got to yours already. The other Tiffany. <laughs> Will, there, Will there be an unboxing video of any of the shipment? Perhaps even just some B-roll of these new fish. Pretty pleased with the cherry on top. Yes, we uh, did a, an entire unboxing. Luckily, Random Arms was here, so he could hold the camera while I unboxed. Um, otherwise, it probably wouldn't have happened because I wanted to get them all put away quickly. And there were uh, many, 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 many bags. But yes, we did make one. I... Hopefully, I haven't edited it. We haven't looked at the footage at all. Haven't had a chance. We've just been kind of acclimating fish and, and taking care of new fish. So we will do that soon, though. Yes. It might be quick and dirty, but there is footage of it. New Mexico Aquatics. I unknowingly bred my Fundalupanchax Gardneri. Awesome. My first killifish. Last week, the Odessa Barbs bred and now these. Thank you for all your help and inspiration, little Bobby. Hey, little Bobby. I'm glad to hear it. The nice thing about Gardneri is if you have a male and female, you've probably got eggs. So that's, I'm glad to hear they did it for you. And, uh, I, I hope you get lots of little babies and raise them up. They're super fun. One of the best things about Fundalopanchax, including Gardneri, is they grow super fast. In a month, they'll be decent sized. And in a month to six weeks, depending on how you feed them, they might already be sexing out for you. They're pretty uh, fun to raise because of that. It's not like rainbow fish where you have to wait a year. Jeff Rose Snowball Pleco must have drawn him in. Yeah, that's right, Mike. <laughs> that's right, Fish Tank Barn. <laughs> oh, man, I must have missed a ton of questions and comments because it won't let me scroll up high enough to see them. So, guys, um, I'm sure I missed your stuff. Please leave it again below. I, I simply can't scroll up any further. It, it, it won't let me. The system's funny like that. It's one of the things I kind of hate about YouTube. Uh, Brian, what size will the angels be when they become available? What is that? Is that an inch and a half? Inch and a half with the tail, maybe two inches. 
they're not itty bitty like dime size guys or anything. I I would say the body's silver. How big is a silver dollar? I haven't seen one in so long. Hang on. I'm going to say roughly an inch and a half to two inches body size is what I'm going with. Now, they're out there. I'm in here, and I haven't really measured them, but that's off the top of my head. That's my guess. So they're decent sized. They aren't sexed out or anything like, well, angelfish don't really sex out. They just pair off, but they haven't paired off or anything. They're a little ways out from that yet. T-Shot, hey Dan, my water is pretty soft. Mine too. What is your advice to harden the water, coral or chemicals? GH and KH are lower than I like. Thanks. P.S. Do a stream with Bob again. I, I hope to. I enjoyed that stream with Bob Steenfont. Um, so the most I do to harden water personally is put in crushed coral. And that's just because I avoid peaks and valleys that way. Like if I, if I actually add like equilibrium or something like that, um, I can make sudden changes. If I add crushed coral, it's a gradual change. And if it dips, that's gradual as well. So that's my go-to for it. Now, please keep in mind, I've never really put a huge effort in raising it a ton. Um, and I don't really monitor it or anything like that. If the fish are doing well, I assume we're good. And the fish tend to be doing well. So um, crushed coral has always worked for me. So the Lamprologus multifasciatus that I got in unexpectedly, uh, I wasn't prepared for because I didn't know they were coming. They were surprised. I put in crushed coral. They were fine the whole time. So it makes a difference with live bears too. I've noticed just anecdotally, but I, I don't actually check to see like what level does it take it to and is it steady there or anything like that. I just dump a bunch in and cross my fingers and it works for me. So that's about all I can tell you that I use crushed coral, but I'm kind of doing it quick and dirty. I'm not looking for any specific parameter and I'm not monitoring it or keeping it, um, it like, I, I don't know, what's Tanganyika? 9.2 or something like that. I'm not doing any of that. Um, Scott Becker, what happened to the green wig? Yeah, here, I got a new one. How's that, Scott? <laughs> I got a new one, Scott. It's that sword plant. Yeah, the green wig uh, grew so tall that it was shading everything out. So it's still there, but it's just this small little hedge now. So what I always wanted to do with this was have a hedge here of the um, Pogostolum and Stellatus octopus, which is what the wig was, kind of like a solid hedge. And then that goes up about, I don't know, six to eight inches above this planter right here. And then have the red Ludwigia um, come up above that. So it's kind of like this tiered effect. So I finally was like, okay, I'm finally gonna do it. So that's what I'm working towards. It's gonna take a while because I don't have a lot of red Ludwigia um, in that in the, the octopus plant grows so much quicker than anything else. But um, yeah, I hacked it down just because I was like, okay, now I'm going to finally do the thing I meant to do all along. But sword plant's not bad. Check this out. That's not bad at all. 
spiky. I, I have spiky wig now. Scott, how the discus doing? Hope they're doing well. Eric M, are the Gertrude you have listed on Get Gills the same as the new Dekai you got in? No. And, oh man, I wish we had taken a picture or video of those guys. I'm going to do something special with those Dekai, like uh, a nice little video highlight or something. They're the coolest little things ever. It's it's night and day, the difference um, of those location-specific uh, pure line Gertrude and the aquarium strain. I like the aquarium strain. I've had them for years, and I always thought they were pretty. Then I saw these, and my mind was like, Pfft. so. Let me see if I can find. Let me see if I can find a picture. Um, Sudamugo Gertrude. I'm sure I can find a picture of those. Um, yeah, there's one. And then the Dekai. Let me see if I can show you the difference. Ooh, I don't know if it's going to... Nope. Dekai is too specific for these things. Oh, yeah. No, that's all. You know what? I'm sorry. I just wasted your time a little bit. I, um, I'm not seeing any pictures that pop up quickly of the Dakai, but they're, they have stripes down the body. They have yellow pectoral fins and they have this massive extension on the anal fin. They're, they're different. They're, they're amazing is what they are. So, um, they look like a Gertrude, but instead of a Gertrude sitting around on the couch in its sweatpants, which is what the aquarium strain would be, a Gertrude that's all uh, all dressed up and ready for like I don't know the prom or something or a wedding, something like that. Like they they just look amazing. I am missing a lot of super chats. Wichita Falls Fish Keeper, so good to see you. Time to lurk and do water changes. Have a great live stream. I hear you, man. I'm, I'm always lurking while I'm working. Good to have you. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for the super chat. True panic assassin. <laughs> sounds like, sounds like a movie name. Like a bunch of executives got together and like, how are we going to convey the intensity of this movie? True panic assassin. Yes. <laughs> Ordered four electric blues. Can't wait to see them. Um, packed them up today and um, well, caught them today put them in the bags. Tomorrow we'll change the water and send them to you. I picked the four best out for you. And I think you'll like them. If I received them, I, I would be like, yeah, those look good. So I, I think you're going to really like them. Taylor's Aquatics, <laughs> leaving the 99 cent fecal matter. <laughs> because Bob Steenfot has rubbed off on everybody at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kayla's Aquatics. Always appreciated. Never required. <laughs> and I can't say it makes the wife super happy because it's poop. <laughs> Chattanooga Ed, $5. And it's doing it again. It's doing it again. In the green corner. Um, anyway, the fox cat punching me in the face. And before it disappears on me, I think I can see Danikin Aquatics. Hey, Danikin Aquatics. Good to see you. Um, I have to tell you, man, I've, I've watched most of your stuff. Um, I usually it's on like this list and it just plays through and I haven't got over and commented much, but 
I love watching your fish room, your fish house, really, in what you're doing. Um, I'm so stoked about the half beaks. Way cool, Dan. I am too. I was scared to death because I was like, oh, half beaks have a reputation for for being really touchy, but um, and maybe they are. It's only been a few days, but they came in good size, good weight, and they're eating well. So that's half the battle. Um, had some babies, so that's cool too. But I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're excited about those. And now, chat is frozen because I can't get off Danakin Aquatics. Look at, look at this. It, uh, <laughs> it disappeared while I had it open. And YouTube doesn't know that I need to be able to get off things. Oh, there we go. Got it. Whew. That was rough. <laughs> Thanks, Danikin. I appreciate it. So that's the last one I can see. If there's more down below, um, I will get to it in a bit. But YouTube doesn't always let me scroll down and see everything. So the other Tiffany, thank you. Random arms. Yes, indeed. Go always go get. Pleasure. Always a pleasure. <laughs> always a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> Lflower one stars. Can wild bettas go with any kind of bettas? Um, I would not put wild type bettas in with like splendens. Um, I've accidentally done that when I didn't realize there were more wild type bettas in a tank, and literally months went by. Um, and there were other fish in the tank, so I was feeding it and taking care of it, but didn't see the wild type bettas. Thought I caught them all um, and put in a male splendens and saw the male splendens like displaying and flaring over the Java moss all the time. And I was like, what's he doing? Why does he why is he showing off for the Java moss? And this went on for several days. And then one day I saw him flare like that. And then he swam away and I was looking at the Java moss and I saw a little wild type beta in there. And I was like, oh, and I caught it out. And every I think did I catch it out? I think I caught it out and um, it's uh, that's why. So I think that a beta splendens will see any type of beta as a threat to its territory and will will fight it. So I would not if you're talking about wild type bettas with beta splendens, which is the normal common beta that we all see in pet shops every day. Um, I would not mix those. Now. You probably can get away with mixing bettas of that are in the same complex, like Cochina and Rudolins um, would probably do fine together because they're so similarly sized and behaved and stuff that they would probably just get along like they were conspecifics. And they're pretty peaceful with each other. As long as there's enough minus sight blocks and hiding places and stuff, you can keep a group of those together without any problem. Um, beta purists would frown on that, however, because that brings up the possibility of hybridization. But if you wanna keep a tank of bettas and you wanna mix beta types in there, um, and it's just for display and you're never going to keep and raise any of the babies or anything, then it, yes, technically it can be done. Again, I would keep bettas from the same complex together. I wouldn't keep like a cochina with an unimaculata or something like that, uh, just because there'll be aggression issues. But if size and temperament are all about the same, uh, I bet it could be done. I haven't tried it. That's the big caveat. But I think it could be done. Nurse Beckus! Oh, 
That's right. The hippo with the back hat. Thank you, Nurse Beckus. I appreciate the 999 super chat. Always appreciated. Never required, but it, sincerely, all the super chats help. Um, Carla Mullenkamp saying hi. Well, hello, Carla. Oh, wow. Chat. Hang on. Chat did a jumpity jump. Oh, wow. It really jumped. Holy cow. There we go. Found it. Goldfish gone wild. That name cracks me up. Will you ever consider getting an Ancestress Plecos? Of course. Um, Ancestress are one of the ones that I'm comfortable with. And I've kept them for years. Just standard bushy nose, albino bushy nose, stuff like that. Um, so those I will bring in. Um, I have some Starlight Plecos as well. In fact, um, Mile High Plecos was kind enough to give me a male Starlight Pleco because he gave me three uh, a, a while ago, and they all grew up to be females. So now I finally have a male, and if they breed, I'll have some of them to distribute. Um, but yes, I'm more comfortable with ancestral species than hype ancestral species. So these uh, uh, snowball plecos I just got will be my first attempt at hype ancestress. Punchy paints. Telling everyone to put it at Dan's Fish so it highlights. Thank you, Punchy Paints. And by the way, folks, Punchy is not going tonight. She is going on Saturday. So Punchy is not live streaming after me tonight. Um, she's going Saturday instead. Um, Punchy, if I'm wrong about that, please correct me and I'll feel really bad. But I'm, I'm trying to spread the word. Um, and I think I saw a post from you earlier today to that effect. Yeah, so folks, it looks like the mods are all telling folks to highlight. Um, they're doing that because if, if you don't and it doesn't highlight for me, I probably won't see it. So the way I run chat, if you're new here, is I don't read every comment. That would take forever and be really bad television because there'd be a lot of dead time while I'm just reading, looking for a question or comment. So instead, I ask you folks to uh, type in the at symbol and start typing dance fish. It'll pop up. You can select it. And that means it'll highlight in bright orange for me. Let me show you what I'm talking about. Will it show you? Yeah, there. So see this bright orange dance fish? That's what happens when you do that. And you compare that to what's going on over here. Um, and those are the comments I see and get to. So if you would be so kind as to uh, make it at dance fish so it highlights for me, then those are the comments I'll be looking for. All right. Skippers Aquariums, did you say you were shipping fish tomorrow? If so, if someone ordered tonight, would it get shipped tomorrow? Um, no, Skipper. Um, I've already... Um, so what happens is I catch all the fish that are going out. I put them in bags. Then I feed everybody. And then the fish in the bags, the next day I, I change the water and all that. Um, that's already been done. So there's no way uh, tonight to do that. So next week will be the earliest. So the next shipment will probably go out... Um, I think it's Tuesday of next week for Wednesday delivery is, I believe, what the plan is. Yeah. It takes at least two days to go through the process. Um, and I've already fed everybody, so I can't do that. I'm sorry about that. Hat Trick is here. Hey, Hat Trick Farm. Good to see you. Because you're fish. Hey, good to see you. Um, are your Miyuki rice fish showing any breeding behavior? Uh, lurk long and prosper. <laughs> I like that. Lurk long and prosper. That's the first time I've heard that one. That's a new one to me. Um, you know, a, a little bit. Oh, shoot. 
I'm still showing you guys that screen a little bit, but um, there's still, what, three quarters of an inch? The biggest one's maybe an inch. So um, I'm not expecting a lot of breeding yet. I have had some customers that have got a hold of me and told me that theirs are breeding. So folks that have bought some rice fish from me are getting breeding started. So they're right on the cusp. They're, uh, they're just kind of starting. Icarian Fish Nerd, are the Empire Gudgeons sexable? Are the Golden Torpedo Barbs going to be on the expensive side? Um, so the Empire Gudgeons are somewhat sexable. Um, it's one of those fish where if you want a pair, say, then you tell me in the notes and I do my best. The thing with Empire Gudgeons are um, they're fairly small right now. That, that, that's a fish that gets around four inches or so, four and a half maybe. And Right now, they're at so oh, maybe an inch and a half. So they're pretty small. They aren't like fully thinned out. They aren't fully colored out or anything yet. So until they do that, I can't tell with 100% certainty. So basically what I do is I look for the most colorful largest one and assume that's probably going to be a male. No guarantees, but odds are better that it'll be a male. And the least colored ones on the smaller side um, and hope that that turns out to be a pair. But no, at this size, I, I can't guarantee the sexes. Golden Torpedo Barb is going to be on the expensive side. Uh, depends on what your version of expensive is, but they're not a cheap fish. For sure. They're, they're not like your typical, you know, couple dollar fish or anything. I, I hesitate to say how much they'll be because I honestly don't know off the top of my head. And I don't ever um, finalize prices on fish until they've gone through quarantine because I never know um, if they need a special medicine that's really expensive or if they take an extra month to get through quarantine or stuff like that. Um, that all adds to the price of the fish. So these look good. I don't think anything will be added, but you know, I could walk in tomorrow and be like, oh man, what happened? We could have a problem. Um, that's what quarantine's for, to try to catch those things, right? So I'm not sure what their price will be. What I will say is they're nice and big. What would you say? Close to three inches? Close, Close to three inches. Um, if not three inches. So they're, they're good sized. So they're going to be um, not cheap. Sakana Katana, good to hear from you. I've never heard of stir-by quarries before. Could you talk about your experience with keeping them? Oh, sure. Let's talk about stir-bys. So this has been one of my favorites for a long, long time. And the reason is because when I was a wee tyke, maybe 13 years old, I went over to Jim Forche's fish room the first time. Jim Forche is uh, basically my godfather, and he uh, owns the aquatic books shop. And his was the first time I ever saw like a real fish room. And I walked in and he had a tank full of these. And what really caught my attention, let's see if we can find, yeah. What really caught my attention was they had bright orange, like these bright orange ventral and pectoral fins, um, or these pelvic. Anyway, these bright orange fins and really kind of pretty colors. And until that, until this point, the only fish, catfish I had really seen were like Aeneas and Paleotis and stuff like that. And so I saw these and they blew my mind. So I've liked them since I was a wee tyke. 
There are fish that can take it warmer. So a lot of people um, choose to put them with discus and things like that when they have a warm water tank and they want a quarry. They're your typical schooling quarry. The biggest one I've seen is, oh, I'm going to say two and a half inches or so. Just really big, old females that just get big and chunky. Um, so they're the typical full-grown quarry size. It's typical behavior. I would say typical quarry in pretty much every way, except for they have more color than a lot of your quarries. Um, and they can take pretty warm temperatures. I would say up to 84 degrees or so. I've seen them in discus tanks up at, to that high and they were doing fine. I usually like to keep mine uh, around 80 or so, but I've got some in a tank right now that's around 77 degrees and they're doing just fine. So um, that's what I'd say about them. Um, I don't think they're difficult or anything. Yeah. Ah, okay, there's aquatics showing people about how to how to highlight. Yeah, uh, put the ant, put the at symbol in without a space or anything. Immediately start typing Dan's fish, and it'll pop up as an option for you to select. Now, sometimes if you're like on an Android phone or something, when I'm watching a live stream and I'm on my phone, it doesn't let me do it. And so I understand there's some edge cases where that doesn't happen. In that case, um, if you would let a mod know, hey, I. I my thing's not highlighting, um, the mod will catch that and, and bring it to my attention. That's one thing Skipper's Aquariums um, is looking out for specifically. So, and the other mods too, but that's one of Skipper's specific responsibilities when he's here. Um, okay. Wow. <laughs> Ken's fish is making it rain, but he's making it rain a, an undesirable substance. <laughs> Look at this. Look at all this. Look at all this. I turn and all I see is a bunch of poop just raining from the sky. <laughs> Ken's fish, thank you so much. <laughs> um, I'll put it on my tomato plants. They will thrive like never before. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that line in Hello Dolly, you know, money's like manure. It's no good unless you spread it around, helping young things to grow. <laughs> That's so funny, Kent. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. How many times? Thank you. A thousand times. Thank you. I don't know how many 99 cent uh, uh, poops are there. <laughs> Michael Wentworth, hashtag whiskers. And Dan's Fish, thanks for the chance as always. Breeding is pleasure. Hashtag three times equals world peace. You know it. Hashtag no more professor. And hashtag golazo. You know, I was tempted to do a golazo right there, but I've got a cold, so I'll be responsible and not do that to my voice right now. Plus, plus I don't want Candy to run out of here with her hair on fire, so. <laughs> um, all right, Andrew Santiago, have you found your new medicated fish food that worked well for you now? It's, so Andrew, kind of. I don't want to talk about that in depth yet because I've only been doing that for, is it a couple months now? And I need to do it longer term before I get a good sense of it. But um, sometimes I think, hey, it really worked this time. And sometimes it's like, I see no result whatsoever. 
So uh, I would say as of now, kind of the same with other medicines. You know, sometimes we use metronidazole and we think that'll help. And then it like has no effect. And other times we use it and the problem goes away. It's, it's kind of in the same vein at this moment. But I need to get I need more experience with it before I um, I plan after I get enough experience with it to feel like I have some valuable things to say. And then I'll do, then I'll talk about it in depth in a live stream. I'll make that a, a, a focus of a topic of focus. So kind of at this moment, yes and no true panic assassin ordered. Oh yeah. Yeah. Got your, got it already. You ordered the um, electric blue Acaras. I'm trying to find a super chat amongst all this manure. <laughs> John's fish room. Is it like an RO2? Kind of. It's kind of like an RO2. So, so what John's asking is the Sudamugil Gertrude um, Dekai. Are they like an RO2? Let me show you the RO2. And I'd say kind of, so, so kind of, except for they have these, like, is it two stripes? One in the middle, two across the bottom and the top. So yeah. Three. One stripe here. That's really bold. And then another one up here and another one down here. Um, so like three stripes on them. They do have the orange here. They do have the orange kind of tips or yellow. I should say yellow tips on the tail coming in as well. Um, this extension here on the anal fin is really long, like loops like that. Um, so they're similar, but I would say a lot more stripy than the RO2s. Now they have the spots as well, I think. Yeah, they are spotted as well. Um, I'm not seeing anything here that looks to show exactly what they're like, but I'll just say they're the nicest of the Gertrude I've ever seen. And I was telling uh, random arms this, I almost didn't get them because I've got Gertrude right now. Holy cow. Look at this. Look at that logo right there. How do I change that? It's right in my face. Uh, See that? Yeah. I'll do that next stream. Sorry guys. Distracted by a, a problem. Um, anyway, I, I almost didn't buy them because I've already got Gertrude. I've got just the normal kind of uh, aquarium string Gertrude that's based on the RO2 location, but is, you know, been muddied and things, um, I assume. But it's just the normal farmed version that we usually get. So I was like, I've already got Gertrude. I know that fish. They're, they're fine, but I've already got them. So I almost didn't. And I was like, oh, we'll give them a try. So I kind of threw them in at the very end. Um, and then they came and I was like, how did I not? I almost didn't buy those. How did I almost not buy those? Because are they your favorite? They're my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Random Mars, for those that don't know, is Jonathan here. Um, that's the tank I keep seeing him go back and look at. Oh, and they were flaring today. We got to get that on video. They were sparring and flaring and circling and... Oh, they're fantastic. So a little different than the RO2. 
from the pitchers that we just looked at, at least. Gary Duncan, are the Goldie-Eyed Dekai rainbow fish? I don't have Goldie-Eyed Dekai. We were talking about the Pseudo-Milgill um, Gertrude from Dekai. I do have Goldie-Eye um, that I got in, but they're not from Dekai. I got a different collection point because the Dekai are kind of already in the hobby. So the ones I brought in, give me half a second here, are... Oh, I know where it is. Hang on. I'm trying to find where that file is. So for those that want to see all the rainbow fish that came in, um, check out Bob Steen Fott's last live stream. He, I, I sent the list to him and he revealed it on his live stream. Um, I did that because he's a guy that absolutely loves rainbow fish and I knew that it would give him a kick. Also, he's looking for, you know, ways to kind of grow his channel and things. And so, um, if you're into fish and don't know Bob Steenfot, um, it's worth checking his channel out. He does two live streams a week. And what I like about him is he's fun, he's laid back, and he's super honest. Like, I, I trust that guy. He just, he's a very honest dude. Um, okay, which one did I get? I got Dekai, but not Dekai. I got Goldieye. Okay. Kiura. So I got this one. Uh, Melanotania CF Goldieye. There it is. Now, hopefully, there's a picture of it. Some of these fish, um, yeah, some of these fish we couldn't really find. So I got this one. So it's the Goldieye from Kiura. A really nice fish. I think. Yeah, this is the location, K-I-U-R-A. Um, I believe this is the one I have. Now, they're smaller than that, so they aren't quite this color yet. But um, So, just a different collection point than we kind of already have established in the hobby. I thought it'd be neat to bring something else in. Um, Aquaballs, I don't see the shiners on the site. Yeah, that's because they just came in this weekend, and I always quarantine fish for at least two weeks. So the earliest they would be up on the site is August 3rd is the earliest. And those are doing great. So I think they will probably be up, those rainbow shiners, on August 3rd. I put them in with the um, – oh, geez, a fish – it lays eggs and mussels. Um, bitterlings, sorry. The rosy bitterlings. And they're getting along great. Both those are kind of shoaling fish, rapid swimmers, like cooler water. And they're bringing the bitterlings out. The bitterlings um, were out all the time, but then I sold some. And um, the group's a little smaller now, so they got a little shy. Now that I put the big group of rainbow shiners in, the bitterlings are out all the time now. So... I think they really synergize off each other as far as being comfortable in an aquarium. New Mexico Aquatics. Do the Fundalopanchak's gardener, I prefer to scatter the eggs up into the floating plants or down into substrate after the eggs are fertilized? How long until they hatch? Thank you kindly. So when I was spawning them, um, what I would do if I only had one mop in there and it had to be top or bottom is I would put it on the bottom. I do find that they spawn on the bottom most of the time. They're, they're what's called a semi-annual. So in nature, they live in habitats that might dry up or might not dry up. And they do tend to kind of plow the eggs into a substrate. So a bottom mop works really well for them. Um, and 
how long until they hatch kind of depends on temperature. I would, if you're taking them and putting them on top of damp peat moss, which is the recommended way, the way I had the most success, um, I would check them in two weeks. And I bet in two weeks, you'll start seeing little eyes and then they're ready to go. So probably about two weeks is my guess. Um, that's, that's at a warmer temperature. I tended to incubate them at a warmer temperature. Um, if your temperature is a little cooler, then it might be three weeks, but I would check them at two. And if you don't see eyes in the eggs, then, um, give them another week. So two weeks to 21 days is about where I think you'll be. All right. Hex take apologists are the chili reservoirs as, and it jumped. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> Hang on. I'm getting back to you, Hex Tank. I'm, I'm working my way through all this manure, trying to get back to you. Hex Tank, where are you? Where are you? There it is. Are the chili reservoirs as hardy as Harlequin reservoir is? Are they as active? I would say that chili reservoirs are super hardy once they've settled in. They're uh, actually quite risky to import the Barrara species because they're small and if they're mishandled in any way, um, they can come in. They, they can't handle a lot of the stress that larger fish can handle. Once they settle in, then they're rock solid, in my experience. Then they're very hardy and you don't have problems. At least that's been my experience with them. I think they're more active than harlequins. In my experience, harlequins can kind of hang out and they do this thing where they hang in a spot and they kind of go, they kind of twitch in the spot a little bit and then maybe they swim somewhere else and twitch in the spot and then maybe they swim around, right? Um, these guys, uh, I would say swim, I would say they're more, uh, more active swimmers and less kind of sedentary twitchers if that makes sense um they're definitely not less active now i will say if they're new in a tank and there's only a couple of them in there they're going to be really shy and then they might be less active because then they might hide somewhere but if you get a nice sized group in there and they feel comfortable then they're out all the time or if there's other fish that help bring them out or whatever um, if they're comfortable, they're very active. Andrew Purr, can you keep multiple spawns of bristlenose in the same tank or will they outcompete the younger spawns? Um, I've seen it done. I, I haven't raised a lot of bristlenose, so I'm probably not the best person to speak about that. But I will say I've seen it done multiple generations in a tank. I'm not sure how well it works, though. Um, someone here who spawns bristle nose, um, Jeff Rose, if you're still here, I know you do. Um, lots of folks here, I'm sure, have spawned bristle nose. Would you answer Andrew's question um, if you have firsthand experience with that? Because I really don't. Beast heart, cold water shrimp, all of them. The, the Caridina and Neocaridina, um, maybe not all of them. Certainly not like the Sulawesi types, but cherry shrimp, um, crystal red shrimp. I've had crystal red shrimp that overwintered outside. And I have to tell you, when the temperature got down in the 40s, they were more vibrant than ever. They liked that cool temperature. Um, I, I think it's more oxygen saturation or something in the water, but they did very well. So I would say your, your typical Neos and, uh, and Caridinas will probably do fine. Now, I'm sure I, I'm not a shrimp expert and I'm, I'm talking about like your normal cherry species and crystal red species. I don't know uh, other species, but anything native to Taiwan can definitely take it cold. It gets cold in Taiwan. 
Sakana Katana, I'll be starting a 29-gallon aquarium with buffered substrate. So my pH will be super low, round six. Okay, any good recommendations for a fish to help start the cycle? Um, well, let's see. I don't know if I've ever cycled a low pH tank before. The good news is, is at a low pH, the ammonia is converted to ammonium, so it's a lot less toxic. Um, you know, I really don't know. I'm sorry. I'm striking out on a couple questions tonight. I can honestly say I don't think I've ever cycled a low pH tank. So, I, I mean, I have cycled them at a higher pH and then gradually, like at a normal tap water pH, and then gradually dropped the pH once it was cycled. But I've never started with a low pH tank. So I'm not sure how that would work. I really don't know. Jantax, room will you be, Dan's fish room, will you be getting more gold lame rice? And if so, when? Um, I hope to. I don't know. It's at the mercy of the uh, exporters, but I do think that I'll probably, as soon as these fish are listed, and I know how everyone's doing, so in, in about two weeks, I'll know exactly how everyone's doing and what I can list and stuff. Then I can kind of gauge how much tank space I have left and do another order. And at that time, the top of the list is more of the rice fish. So I'm definitely going to order them. I don't know if they'll come in or not but I'll try. And, and that's just part of being in this business is that you order what you order and you get what you get. And what you get isn't always what you ordered. Um, it's, it's funky like that. I will say um, this, this new supplier that I just, this big Indo shipment, um, how many, there were maybe six species that didn't come in. Everything else came in. So, out of, I think I ordered around 80 species and only six or seven maybe didn't make it. That's exceptional. And during COVID, that's amazing. In the past, I've ordered 65 species and got eight. So they, the fill rate was amazing, but that's not always how it is. And this, this Indo supplier isn't where I get the rice fish from. So I'll try, but it's, it's kind of always a crapshoot, honestly. Because your fish, your screen is still sharing. Oh, hopefully I fixed it. <laughs> hopefully that was a long time ago and it didn't stay there for a long time. Um, I think we're good now, right? But thanks for, uh, thanks for bringing that to my attention because if I didn't know, it'd be great to know. Kayla's Aquatics, Bob Kaler, thank you so much. Not only does Bob help me out by modding and help me out in, in ways behind the scenes, um, but he's throwing down a $50 super chat with the male version of Pippi Longstocking because Bob don't discriminate. <laughs> Kids Aquatics, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Um, always appreciated, never required, but uh, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for all the support over the years now. Bob's a true OG um, in my business and in my channel and everything I do fish wise. And I really appreciate you. Um, and it, as you know, it makes the, the wife super happy. So I'm going to tell her about that. Brian, 
Are the epistogramma agazizii double red you have available only males or do you have any females left as well? Do I still have a pair? Um, I would have, hang on, let's, let's look together. I would have marked what they were. Double red, didn't I? Oh, I think I sold all the, yeah, I think I'm out of females, unfortunately. I only had a few. I think I had five or six females. The rest all came in males. I will double check, though, and see if I can find any more females. And if I can, I'll list more pairs. But not a lot of females in this order, unfortunately. Joel Rosenberg bought last week a female brown bushy nose after having a, an albino male bushy nose. A day later, there were eggs. A week later, there's free swimmers, mostly albino, some brown, approximately 15 to 25 fry with only two losses. Joel, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, instant spawn. Your, your male had been lonely for a long time, it sounds like. Good job finally getting him a lady. <laughs> that's awesome. Instant family. I'm glad to hear that. Ken's Fish, just drop, catch you later. Thanks for what you do. Fish fam for life. Ken's, thank you. And, and thank you for all the poop. Much appreciated. <laughs> Ken's Aquatics Codfather. So I'm out of the loop on this. I see the Codfather um, name thrown around in chats frequently. And I think it's awesome. Who is it? Who's the Codfather? Could someone tell me? Um, I don't know specifically who we're talking about when we say Codfather. I just think it's a cool name. But I'd like to know who that actually is. And and then it and then it's just so many poop emoji super chats. Right guy 8555. When will you list the corridors Equus? Not Weitzman I. Equus. Uh, I don't know why I do that. I want to mark my calendar. So same time, when was that? Um, August Third, as long as everything goes well. If they're not listed, when everything else is listed, it means that a problem developed and I'm doing my best to treat it. So everything that was shown will be listed on, well, that might be a really busy shipping day. On or around August 3rd, uh, that's a Monday. I might be swamped shipping. Um, and if you see that I listed a bunch of stuff and the Equus or anything else you're looking for isn't on there, it just means I need more time with it to get it healthy before I send it out. And feel free to email me. If a fish you saw didn't make the list, feel free to email me and ask how they're doing. Um, Hopefully I'm like, oh, they're doing fine. They're just a little skinny and need another week or something. Hopefully it's not something like, you know what, something happened and I lost them all. That's always a, a, a possibility, a slim one, but it's always a possibility. Ginger Graves is finally home. Awesome. Welcome home. Take a load off. Still drooling over the import list. Oh, me too. I have them and I'm still drooling. They're awesome. Oh, it was a great. I'm so glad this happened. How long have I been working on this? A long time. I'm so glad it finally happened, even with COVID and everything. Aquatic Adventures with Alex. How do you suggest acclimating fish coming from soft water environment to hard water environment? Plop and drop. Um, hard water is good for fish coming from soft water. All the electrolytes and things, all the minerals in the hard water help the new fish during the stress 
of acclimation and quarantine. So if you have hard water and you're buying fish from soft water, that's actually the best case scenario. I have to do that artificially. I have soft water. So when I bring in fish, I have to put minerals in my water to help the new fish settle. You've already got a lot of those minerals. So good for you. Um, so that's not a problem at all. It is a problem going from hard water to soft water. That's very stressful on fish because it puts osmotic stress on their system. Can you check that water again? Um, sorry, guys, the, the water got turned on. So here's what happened. The kids went to the park today because they live in the swimming pool in the park in the river. That's their life. And they found a bunch of clay, like natural clay dirt. And they got really excited and they brought it all home and they put it on the kitchen table. And I said, what are you doing? And they took it all outside. So now it's all outside and they're playing with it, trying to make stuff out of the clay. And that noise you hear is the, the water line that goes to the outside spigot they're using is right over my head. So every time the kids turn on the water to play with their clay, uh, that hissing sound results. So sorry about that. Um, anyway, Alex, you're golden. If you're buying soft water fish that are in soft water and putting them in, in hard water, flop and drop. That's the, that's the best scenario. Here's the only disadvantage. If they're like wild fish that um, are coming from very acidic water, which is usually what correlates with very soft water. In those acidic environments, there's not a lot of pathogens that you get in hard alkaline water. The, the acidity of the water basically sterilizes it. So a lot of the bacteria and parasites and things that we have in hard alkaline water simply is not present in their natural environment. This means they don't have any natural resistance to it. So, um, the only difficulty in those situations is making sure your water is nice and clean so that they get the benefit of the hard water, all the electrolytes and minerals, but not the um, disadvantage of all the pathogens and things. Now, something you may need to do is um, prophylactically treat. If you're getting wild type bettas in that are coming out of 4.5 pH peat swamps, for example, or licorice gouramis or things like that, um, you might need to prophylactically treat those. You can put them straight in your hard water, but you might need to put some medicines in there so they are not exposed to all those pathogens immediately. So they can kind of settle in, recuperate, get over the stress of import, their immune system can get back in action, and then you can move them over to their forever home. So I don't know exactly what your situation is, but that's the one caveat I would put there. Edward Moats, Orange LeMay, rice fish have colored up nicely, two females carrying eggs tonight. Boom! Awesome. Well, that answers the question of the person asking me if they were old enough to spawn. Watching them swim in and out of the mop as I watch the stream. Thanks. Hey, thank you for the super chat. That's awesome. I'm glad to hear that they colored up. I'm glad to hear you've got eggs. And please, if you get a chance, please raise some babies. Like rice fish are hardy. Um, I mean, I have trouble with them sometimes, but that's because sometimes I have issues with suppliers. But in general, rice fish are hardy and easy to breed and they're awesome. So we're late to the game in America. We need to be breeding these and distributing them, right? We need these in our hobby regularly. So let's, let's get more out there. Dan Aquin Aquatic says, 
Bob Kaler is the Codfather. I thought that might be. Thanks, Danikin, for another $5 super chat. Bob Kaler, the Codfather. That makes total sense. And I, I kind of thought so, but I, I didn't know for sure. But well-deserved, Codfather. <laughs> Small Fry Aquatics, you mentioned several um, shipping several stir-by in a bag. Um, no, I don't put them... I don't put them in the same bag. I put them in separate bags, but sometimes I put an individual in a smaller bag. And then if that individual grows, I'll put it in a larger bag. I'm sure, you know, the orange peck fins are highly toxic. I'd rather, I'd highly recommend discharging the toxin and then shipping one per bag. Yeah. So I understand um, that they have an auxiliary venom gland above their pectoral fin. Um, I've, I'm familiar with that, but uh, I'm not putting them in a big group. So they'll poke each other and stuff. Yeah. But thanks, Small Fry. I appreciate that. Um, I, I was unclear when I spoke. I'm not putting a whole bunch in one bag. I'm individually bagging them. And um, and I know about the Ted Judy, like, bump the thing toxin discharge method. Yeah. But I appreciate you mentioning that because if I didn't know that, you would have saved my bacon. And there's plenty I don't know. Like, like last week, I went on a whole rant about microbacterium and realized the next day when um, Michael Wentworth uh, brought it to my attention that I've been saying it wrong, that it's mycobacterium, not microbacterium. So there's all kinds of stuff I screw up and get wrong. So I never mind when people... Um, call me out <laughs> and correct me because I like to learn too. So thank you for that. And, and by the way, Michael Wentworth, if you're listening, thanks for correcting me on that. Um, and sorry, I didn't dawn on me what you were trying to say until the next day. But then I was like, oh, mycobacterium. And I've been saying microbacterium. Lance Takata, FYI, the new fish-free tub has baby fish. Of course, they hitchhiked, huh? I moved a couple plants into it from the other tub. Plants must have had eggs. They're either the Miyuki's, Pearl Galaxy, or Golden White Clouds. Well, awesome. Can't wait to see which one it turns out to be. <laughs> I kind of hope Miyuki's because I love having that rice fish uh, in the hobby. By the way, folks, I know you're all excited about the gold LeMay or the orange LeMay. Because, I don't know, the sparkling glitter and everything, they are awesome fish. But I'm here to tell you, the Miyuki's outclass them, I think. As far as just an eye-catching, bright, shiny fish. Um, I brought my son down the other day, and he saw him from down the aisle, and he was like, what are those? And I was like, let's take a look. And he walked over, and he looked at him, and he was like, those look like moon fish. Because they do. They, they glow with like this... this uh, nocturnal white they're really cool now don't get me wrong the lames are cool too but side by side if you're like looking at them side by side i think you're gonna your eyes gonna be drawn i think to the miyukis um lance what do you think i i think you've you've got both kinds um if that's true do you agree or is it just me that thinks that anyone that has both do you guys agree or i mean it's all in the eye of the beholder, right? But that's that's my experience with them. Rocking fish, are you at 100% tanks filled? Can we get a fish room tour video after the unboxing video? Um, rocking fish, just about 100%. I've got a, just a couple empty tanks now. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm like 
0.5% or something like that. I'd have to do the math. And as you know, I can't do math, especially on camera. <laughs> I think I have one, two, three. I think I have three or four tanks that are empty except for like one beta. So, but we're almost full. Someone's saying hello to Bob Steenfot and Bentley. Well, hello, gentlemen. Um, for those that missed it, um, I shared the list of what I got in on the import earlier in the stream, but I did not share the rainbow fish that came in because Bob shared that on his latest live stream. So if you want to see what rainbow fish came in, go check out Bob's live stream um, that he did, what, yesterday or the day before. And I would say uh, if you go to the, like the last 20 minutes or so of it, um, you can see everything that came in rainbow fish wise. I think it's around 35 species of really cool, really cool um, pure line, like locality pure uh, rainbow fish. So check them out. Um, and I'm sending folks to Bob to do that because Bob's a true rainbow fish geek. And I wanted him to have the uh, pleasure of announcing that list. All right. So I've got six more minutes. Ay, ay, ay. Whew. Well, Candy, how far behind am I? Six months, eight months? <laughs> Chat jumped on me, so uh, okay, here we go. I just found rock and fish, and there we go. Joel Rosenberg got my first bushy nose spawn this week in the Friars free, free swimmers. Yeah, I, I think that's awesome. Chewy, good to see you. Is it proven that raising fry with adults, some fish have got hormones that can slow down the growth of the fry? I know that guppies are affected according to studies. Um, I'm not sure if raising fry with adults slows the fry's growth or not. I think it depends on the setup. If the tank is big enough and there's enough plants and the fry have enough space that they're safe and can get enough food, it's probably not that big of a problem. Um, if the fry are like cramped or don't have a lot of hiding spaces and they're more concerned about hiding than feeding freely, then I think it could be a real problem. It also depends on how often you change water and all that. I have heard that fish secrete uh, substances that retard growth if they're crowded and things like that. I have to say, I don't know if I've read any studies on it, but I've heard people say that they've read studies on it. So I trust it's out there, but I don't have any firsthand knowledge of it. Rockford fish keeping low pH tanks, angels of pistos and tetras. Yeah, they all, uh, there's a lot of fish that do well in low pH tanks for sure. Um, I'm just not sure which one to use for cycling a low pH tank. Cause I've never cycled one at a low pH. So kind of Katana, no worries. Yeah. I've never heard of anyone else doing it either with fish. Yep. It'll be an adventure for you. I just got to Kaler Aquatics $50 super chat. If you're wondering how many months behind I am in the chat. All right. Wet my whistle one last time. Rockford Fishkeeping ordered six breeding case for three of the rams and three of the epistos will be here tomorrow with some 24-inch plants for the 55. That sounds like a beautiful aquarium. That sounds awesome. I, congrats, man. Whiskers, if I win, says Chewy, they are owned by Bob at Kayla's Aquatics. Sounds like Chewy is... Moving on, moving it on, paint it forward. Bob Kaler is the codfather. Candy overholes agrees. Danica, yep, yep, got it, got it, got it. Okay, getting close to the bottom, I think. 
Karen K, thanks for the explanation on the water soft to hard. Always confusing to me. Yeah, hard water is hard because it has more minerals in it. And so fish need more minerals when they're stressed. So if, if you think hard water equals more minerals in the water um, and stressed fish need more minerals, then uh, that's, that's the basic principle there. But you're welcome for the explanation. And yes, water chemistry can be very confusing. And the way water chemistry affects a fish's biochemistry makes it exponentially more confusing. Yeah, we, we're all there. Edward Motes, I plan on adding more rice fish to the fish room. Awesome. As you should. I mean, they're amazing. Let's, let's breed them up and get them out because, man, we need more. There's no reason we should be needing to import that fish. I mean, it's easy to breed and raise, so let's do it. Okay, did I get there? Aqua Adventures with Alex says, thanks. Hey, you're welcome. Lance Takata, I do not have both. Okay, but I do have the Pearl Galaxy from another vendor. I was, and I very much prefer the Miyuki's. Okay, the Pearl Galaxy rice fish. Um, not to be confused with CPDs. And I very much prefer the Miyukis. And yes, I hope that the kids are Miyukis. And if not, don't sell my fish. <laughs> kids Aquatics, my last order of fish are doing great, especially the gorgeous betta. I'm glad to hear it, Bob. Um, so I finally broke down and sent Bob number 11, the betta that folks have been wanting for a long time. And the reason is, is I usually don't send fish when there's anything wrong with them, it's just against my policy, really. I don't want anyone to have the experience of getting a fish that's less than really good, right? Um, but I had tried and tried and tried to fix the problem with that betta's eye, and I couldn't. And so it only seemed fair to send the betta on to Bob uh, so Bob could give it a whirl because I wasn't having any luck, and maybe someone else would have better luck. So I, that's why I did it. Um, and Bob... Uh, was the like bought that fish and I was a like a long time ago and then was it months now two months maybe and I was going to send it to him and I went to actually catch it and ship it to him and I noticed something wrong with the left eye I think it was I was like oh great so I didn't send it I, I treated it it got better but and I was about to ship it and then the right eye developed a problem great then they both developed a problem and then they went down so so anyway bob i hope you have better luck than i do and uh, when you say he's doing great i i hope that includes his eye i felt a little weird about sending it but i figured she deserved a chance with someone to keep trying because <laughs> i couldn't fix it <laughs> moonstone aquatics fair warning dance fish may arrive with fry about to drop just saying <laughs> glad you got babies instant family right on it's 8 30 boom and i just reached the bottom that is perfect timing if indeed i did and i didn't just accidentally skip a whole bunch of people if that happened forgive me i i didn't mean to um <clears throat> There is one super chat down here that I cannot see. Chattanooga Ed, $5. Bob is part of the Tennessee Fish Mafia. I know. I'm so jealous of you guys. You guys have an awesome fish mafia out there. Um, I, I wish I had that kind of community. Um, I have a great community, but there's not a lot of fish keepers in it. And Lance Takata throwing down a $5 super chat. Thanks, Lance. 
Much appreciated. Never required, but it does make the wife super happy. We're at 8.30. It is time to do a drawing and send some stir by Corys to a lucky winner. So let's do that. All right. Hashtag whiskers. We have 170 eligible users. That makes me think it was a pretty successful hashtag. How many people we got in? 205. Not bad for this little live stream that could. And the winner is Eric M. Eric M., you have a minute to let us know you're here. Um, you have won some Stir by Corey's. So let us know that you're here. And if you email me, dan at dansfish.com, with your first and last name and your mailing address, I will send them out on, I believe, Tuesday of next week is when I'll be sending stuff. So let us know if you're here, because you do need to be present to win. Um, and if so, I'll send them off to you. Can't populate the name. Does that mean he's not here? Let's see. Oh, yes, he is. There he is. Eric M. Nice. Yep. Nice indeed. Email me, please. Uh, Dan at dancefish.com and uh, first and last name and mailing address. And I'll get those right out to you. Thanks for playing, Eric. Congrats on winning. And next week we have Betachinoides, a pair of Betachinoides from HC Aqua. Beautiful, hardy, easy to breed, awesome little betta. A great one to start with, I would say, of wild type bettas. Um, I'd like to thank my mods. Guys, thanks so much for what you do every week. I really appreciate you. Everyone that left a super chat, thanks for making it rain. <laughs> especially, especially Ken's fish. <laughs> thanks. My flowers will be so happy. And um, Everyone that left a question or comment, I appreciate it. Thanks for helping make it a lively conversation. Instead of me just staring at the screen trying to think of things to say, you guys, your questions and comments make it a lot easier to, uh, to carry a live stream for an hour and a half every week. All you lurkers, Lurker Nation, I'm with you. Everyone watching the replay, thanks for being here. Until next time, I hope you have a good one. Remember, Punchy Paint is not going tonight. She's going on a Saturday instead. So I know it's going to be hard. We're all going to be in a withdrawal, but we'll just have to hold out until Saturday to get our Pam fix. But until next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Mountain Time, when we do this again, I hope you have a good one. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Um,